An Australia without rugby league is not Australia. Um, rugby league has been a fabric of our society for hundreds of years. It's people's escape, it's people's relaxation, and we need to do everything in order to continue that great uh, tradition of rugby league. It has been those Australians who have worked hard every day. They have their dreams, they have their aspirations. These are the quiet Australians who have won a great victory tonight. Talking of quiet Australians, there seem to be a few of them right now quietly going off with a whole lot of money in their pockets and their cars, etc. I mean, I'm, we'll talk about a football coach that may well be walking away with one and a half million. Uh, we've got Sonny Village just waltz in and he's driving. What's he driving? A um, Bentley, is it? A Bentley, Bentley BMW. Coupe. Bentley. Quietly valued a few hundred thousand. You know, I believe the Kiri boy's on it. He's got a Ferrari. Yeah, it's not part of for- his salary. Not part of the salary. Not, no, not registered to them either. No, no, no. no. Registered to some anonymous no, no. group out there. So there's some, plenty of people are doing well during COVID. I've got to say that. Brendan Cow, good afternoon to you. Uh, g'day, Stephen. G'day, Chris. G'day, Dennis. G'day, Fire Up. G'day, Australia. It's great to be here. Coming at you live from Wellington, uh, where everybody's talking about rugby league, no matter where you go. Um, what else is there to talk about? Well, so you're, in the, the, you're, in the, the, you're in the central west of New South Wales. Yeah, that's right. And that, that's where I like it. Um, <laughs> right at the bottom of the earth here. Um, and rugby league is saving my life. Every day, well, um, like, so it's great. To be I'd here. like to bring up something that might upset you a little bit. Uh, a man called Cameron Smith. Smith. Cameron Smith. He hasn't played recently because for the first time in his whole his glittering career, he's been taken out with an injury because it was the only time he dared to hang on to the ball long enough to score a try. You, you don't believe that, do you? The injury. You know it's a hoax. He just wanted a week off. Is that right? Oh yeah. Why yeah. would he want a week off, Dennis? What is the uh, just to rest the old body? Couldn't be bothered. We're on top of the ladder. I couldn't. Yeah, that I need doesn't to think ring about true with Cameron Smith, does it? Ring True and Cameron Smith. Now, you often say those together. On my ranking of the least favourite teams, Melbourne sits number one of my least favourite teams. And and the other day, I actually felt a certain amount of, I don't care, sympathy for the team without Cameron Smith. They played a different game. It was like, I thought it was Bellamy that coached that team that way. But in actual fact, it's Cameron Smith who does it. And recently, it's been announced that in America, Chris, you know about QAnon... That's on the ABC after Media Watch, right? It is not. QAnon is a, well, it's a, it's a mysterious, uh, dare I say, shadowy group of uh, individuals, not combined by any sort of uh, house of abode, uh, but their philosophies tend to be conspiracy theories of the worst kind, dedicated against the Democratic and the Liberal mob in America. Right. That sounds mm. like the board of the Melbourne Storm. Yes. Pretty much. So it's a deep state cabal of pedophile Satanists led by the powerful d- uh, Democrats is working to take down Trump. Now, for whatever reason, they've taken a slogan from Psalm 29... And it is simply, we are the storm. Well, it's not quite Psalm 29. Psalm 29 actually it's refers to the Lord being the storm. Yeah. And Tom Brady, the Patriots quarterback, he yes. put out a tweet saying, fate says to the warrior, a storm is coming. Right. The warrior says, I am the storm. I am the storm. That's where they've got... So that allegedly that's where the Democrats... That's where the, the Republicans... To, of course it has. To some simple... It's got Cameron Smith's fingers all over yeah. it. 
I, I thought is that, that is that um, has that got anything to do with when Cameron Smith walked into the store into the Warriors dressing room and said, <laughs> "I am the savior." I am the storm. I think is that's that when exactly the storm when it happened. walks with the Warrior and says, "Yeah, I just beat you fifty nil, but you know, thanks for coming to Australia." <laughs> now, Ben, did I suggest to you that if you could slip in a little no, a subtle message just to disturb the Q and and say, "I am the storm" in your film. Avatar 2, uh, you and the honest, shark. Uh, what's, my, what's my motivation? To unsettle. To unsettle. To, to disrupt. disrupt. My, my theory, by oh, the way. Are you ready? Yeah. Oh, we're going to get Someone it? has to call action. 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 I am the storm. Oh, boy. That <laughs> yes. was Cameron Smith. That was him. I recognise that voice anyway. Can I say there is a lineage between... You know, I, I just think the thing about Cameron Smith is I've dated Cameron Smith in <laughs> yes. my past. He's no, very, I think he's a very, very needy lover and he's not happy till everybody <laughs> needs him. He didn't feel needed enough, so he said, Storm, do you need me? And then he took another week off and he goes, Titans, do you need me? Broncos, do oh. you need me? And he's waiting till the entire rugby league culture is like, Cameron, we need you. Then he's right, okay, I'll... Oh, I will arrive. I will be Lazarus. What is the what is again. the what is he dangling in front of them? What's the glittering prize for someone to to want him enough as to fulfil his neediness? Just the most palpable dishonesty <laughs> and octopus cheating psychology we've ever seen in the history <laughs> of the pretty, game. That's attractive. I know. Did, He's Bre the octopus. <laughs> but did you not read Malcolm Knox on the weekend, Brendan, who basically said that the case can't actually really be made against Smith? Maybe a bit of a misstep around the Alex McKinnon thing, um, works the referees a bit, but never in the papers for any scandal that the whole thing's a concoction. I didn't buy it, but no, still. No concoction. But my, my theory, by the way, is when he walked into the dressing room, he berated the Warriors for saying, you make me look bad because you didn't. You don't give me any opposition. I need to shine against decent mm. opposition, and that's the way he is. Yeah. And I believe what he's offering, because Gus Gould was opining on this last night, is that what Smith, if he doesn't retire, which his old man says he would, and goes off and works for QAnon, mm. he's offering a package deal. Oh, yes. Him and Bellamy. Together. Yeah. Because Gus Gould goes, you start at the top. So if I'm the Titans or I'm the Broncos, I ring up Bellamy Smith and say, come together. Right. Wow. No, I hear well, the can't, well, can't we just... What about Cameron becomes a little lotto draft player and every week Paul Kent shakes a cup and yep. Cameron Smith plays for a different team each week. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. Jolly. And that's revolutionary. You know what I mean? That's and it's just the Smith Lotto. Yeah. And you get Bellamy and Smith for a week, and yeah. you never know who you are. Oh, Sharkies have got Smith this week. Now, with, that's exciting, with, you with know, the Landis you in charge, Landis would love that idea. He'd lap it up, wouldn't he? One the, more curve ball into rugby league. There was another suggestion You'd with coaches. You'd have to ask Gus first. You'd yeah, have to ask right. Gus. Well, Gus, Gus is the boss above yeah. Volandis. But there, there was um, a suggestion that the coaches, the AFL, sorry, Stephen, has this system, the draft, where they can select players from the draft. Right. The idea is yeah. that at the end of each season, the coach changes teams. Whichever coach finishes first, they coach the team that finishes bottom. Whichever coach finishes if second, off, if off contract, surely. No, no, no. They're all, they only have a one-year contract. Is that right? That's it. That's all you get. The coach only stays for a year, unless you stay at seven and eight. Yeah, unless you stay in eighth position, and maybe you're there. Or yeah, the Tigers will yeah. keep the same coach yeah, yeah. every year for a decade in ninth. Is it? This explains why a team like the what do they call it themselves? The Giants. The Greater Western Sydney can come Giants. from nowhere to somewhere pretty quickly because they get that system that feeds in and, talent at the bottom. And Eddie Maguire hates it. 
So that's it a doesn't good explain thing. why Melbourne did so well, sort of second and a half year into the code to win the grand final. Well, Chris Anderson surely isn't the explanation for that. Right, okay. Glenn Lazarus is right. the explanation. Now you may have heard over the over the ditch there, Brendan, that uh, the crusher, the latest tackle to get more publicity, has been uh, put forward a theory by Roy Masters that it's because people are now employing more of a bum on style to get more purchase in the grass. So the big blocks are running bum first. So when they get tackled, naturally they curl over feet of style and the head goes forward. Looks like a crusher. Is it a crusher? We yeah. don't know. And then, of course, acting skills are coming into play. You would know all about that. And Parramatta being accused yeah. of gross acting skills. Well, I saw Nathan Brown's performance yes. um, last week and I thought it, it reminded me of, um, of my NIDA audition back in 1995. <laughs> and he's supposed to be a hard um, man, right? And it was, I, I, was all, I, I went for the modern before the Shakespeare and I wish I flipped it uh, <laughs> in retrospect. But I thought, I thought... He pulled it off, but then he went too quickly um, up, straight back up. He should have held on to the soreness for another two or three seconds. seconds yes. Trusted that he was in the, lived in the moment, I guess, yes. be in the moment yes. a little bit longer, yes. um, and that would be my acting advice. But I think if you look at the Six Again Revolution, which has largely been a success, we must say, um, players are not being tackled, harassed and wrestled by Cameron Smith and his delegates for four hours on the ground. Um, they're running and running and running. And I just think the crusher is a necessary recompense for that kind of style of play. We're having right, a six right. again. And, and There's on, only one way to stop them, and that's to crush them. Crush their, their neck bone. Now, on that acting style, is there a famous teacher like Stanislavski or whatever that, that, that in the moment that sort of staying put in your role? Yeah, well, I think if it was What's Stanislavski, cool? he would have said to Nathan Brown... Think of something in your childhood, Nathan, um, that made you stay down. Yeah, yeah. You know, go, go, go to a minute where, where you felt flawed, where, you know, your brother, your, your brother got more wheat mix than you because your dad didn't really like you as much. Your goldfish yes. died, Nathan. Remember when oh. the goldfish died? <laughs> it's, it's... Um, what did you call your goldfish, Nathan? I think you called him Brett Kenny, didn't you? <laughs> he was your favourite goldfish. Remember Brett... when Brett Kenny, the goldfish, died? And you just sat out just in the sat, rain. Yeah. On and the and no one can console him or get him off the ground. He's just stuck Channel in that moment. I think it's Channel tougher. Channel that. I think, memory. I think it's tougher, Nathan Brown, because basically every childhood memory just makes him angry. That's, that's, <laughs> that's it. But, but what, about, what about, I think the bellwether in all this crusher issue was the Cooper Johns in his run-on debut for the Melbourne Storms, his alleged crusher on Micah Sebo. And I think uh, we'll just throw to some audio now of the great Gordon Tallis describing how it was for Micah and Cooper in that particular moment. You know, but Sivo does lay down a bit. He's one of those guys coming off his try line. You know, Minnie Mouse would tackle him and he stays down. But when he's going for a try on his own line, you know, mate, the incredible Hulk can't stop him. You know, he's one of those guys, Sivo. He's got a bit of a lay down in him. But um... So, I mean, if you were coaching... Micah, Brendan, I mean, a lot of people have pointed out that his first problem, apart from the physics of the massive Cooper Johns causing him any damage at all, is that when he clutches, he's clutching the crown of his head rather than the neck. Yeah. Would you address yeah. that issue? Yeah, well, the thing with Micah is he's got a massive head. Yeah, big head. Um, first Boxy. of all, so, yeah. you know, and, and so you've got to look at what you're working with. Um, that you know, wherever he grabs, it's gonna it's gonna be obvious because the landscape is enormous. But yes. where Mike has got to work on is every time he scored a try for me, he's shown that he's not an honest actor because if he drops the ball from four miles away, you so know, triggers a little bit of the grand final between Manly and 
the Sharks back in 79, I think mm. it was. Um, but he he will fib every time that he scored a try. Every single time he will pretend Fibber. he scored a try. And I think that's the that's fundamental stuff coming from an acting level that he isn't actually connected to his emotions. Natural. He's not connected to character. He's not a natural, no. And he could do with the three years. May, actually, maybe just a year at the Actors' Centre. I wouldn't give him the three years at NIDA. I'd just give him one of those drop-in courses because well, he's a with natural. A, with a head like that, that I, mean, he's bound to, I mean, he's got presence, hasn't it, on stage? I mean, look at Nate Miles and his acting yeah. career. We're, bit, great guns. Great age. Big head, yeah. Yeah, well, Nate Miles, what, 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 the, the, the world's largest dwarf. Yeah. Um, and he was just fascinating <laughs> well, to, to look at. On that, I've heard that Matt Damon's got a really big head. Uh, who's the famous uh, Tom Hanks has got a really big head. You know, a lot of these actors, they, yeah, they work uh, well on screen because they've got big heads. That's good news for Sam Burgess. They're very, they're very short. Yeah. Actors are very short, <laughs> yeah, but, but big they heads. have massive hair. Seinfeld, yeah. big head. And, and part, yeah, of, exactly. part of this here is, um, by the way, Cooper Johns, I thought his performance was somewhat robotic and he got put on report for a crush to tackle. So he fits right into the storm Somewhat system. Somewhat robotic. Oh, it was pathetic. It. it was pathetic. And Matty John said, oh, we're trying not to put any pressure on him. Well, maybe you should put some on, Matt, <laughs> because that kid, he was phoning it in from Newcastle. It was shocking. It was bloody boring. But, but Dennis, there's been um, some discussion in the media that, and, and the Professor Roy Masters, no greater luminary than that, suggesting that the way that we fix this is that there's a code that the players don't run bum on Craig Young's style, but they're actually honour bound to run forward in the tackle. What do you think? Um, I think a code which requires honour, no chance. No chance. Absolutely no chance. No. This is not a game of codes no. and honour. That, that in, in fact, that's very left wing. That implies a union. <laughs> and we don't want a union. We don't want a union anywhere near the game. I do want to ask Brendan, that there was a, a stoush between Bellamy and um, Arthur, yes, where Arthur came out and said, "Well, you know, we don't coach our players to act." No, no, Dennis, Bell- he said, "That's not our go." That's not our go. Lay down, Sally's doll. Bellamy mm. said, "I disagree with Brad on that one." Could I just ask? Like, obviously, you're an actor, so you're going to be able to lie to us. But I'm, I'm going to put it on you, Brendan, that you have, in fact, been approached by Parameter. You haven't. You, you've been outlining a plan. I believe you've already had that plan. Have you been delivering that to NRL clubs over the last few weeks from Wellington? Well, yeah, the thing is, is that the plan, look, it's a triple-pronged answer. I've been developing the plan, but the thing is I keep running into Andrew Johns out there, so I end up on a three-day bender. I can't remember the plan. Um, the other thing is with the bum on attack, what's been happening because people can't touch, a lot of people are touching bums these days yep. um, just for safer social distancing measures. The rugby league players don't know when they're allowed to touch and when they're not. So I think the bum thing is just a result of, of guys just trying to stay yeah. sanitised and safe. Yes, yes. Um, but, you know, Arthur, the, the fear of the fine is amazing now. And I've always wondered why coaches can be criticised, players can be criticised, the board, the Gus, even you guys, even me right mm. now mm. are probably being criticised. Why can't that. we criticise the referees? Wow. Now Craig Bellamy's having to he's having to hook himself <laughs> before he says anything. <laughs> and <laughs> like, we're, we're questioning integrity. We question bloody everyone's integrity. 
I'm questioning my integrity now. As we speak. <laughs> well, I mean, Des Hasler had, had to introduce the word facetious into the rugby league lexicon in order to be able to say what he wanted to say. <laughs> yeah, they just don't get facetious. Yeah. Hey, uh, if if I could, uh, the, the game's greatest thinker at one point, Ricky Stewart, came up with this idea. He said, well, if you go down with a crusher and it's head damage, go off for HIA 15 minutes. That'll stop it. Great thinker. He's a great thinker. Simple. really interesting, isn't it? Forget yeah. a final penalty, just go HIA. But the problem with that is is if that's yes, the consequence, yes. then the player who right now is grabbing his neck under any pretense away with it. will not grab their neck uh, to find that they're not hurt in order to stay on the field. So, I mean, these are metaphysical issues that are hard to resolve, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I, I think there's the, the, the bum on is part of it now, isn't it? We're the just going to have to accept it. Well, it used to be called a hit and spin. Aim That's why it's always been surprising. You run in, you hit, you spin, you can see your players, you can find where the offload is. And... It, it, it seems like that's that's people have forgotten that that happened all the time. It's usually done by a forward who's broken their jaw and they're just a little gun shy now. But it seems to be a little more prevalent. Um, but heading heading into the finals, when are the finals? Is it September, October, November, December? Yes. <laughs> when's Origin? Now, is afterwards. the Origin replacing the Australian Open? You, you I mean, it. what's going on? Origin's Brendan, done. Brendan, you're being disingenuous because you and I both know we've got a mathematical chance to get in there and you have to lose for me to get in and Sir George have to lose for you to get in there. Five weeks we've got. That's it. The Sharkies just like to keep it interesting. As, sure, as soon as people start talking Sharks, we go, nah, we're going to disappoint you. Or are we? Or are we? Oh, do, you like, do you like your new home ground? Jubilee looks pretty good in Jubilee. blue and white and black. Jeez, isn't that, I mean, that is just crazy. <laughs> Playing on the enemy's ground. The fact that the Dragons had to turn up and sit in the away sheds. Beautiful. I mean, if the if life wasn't even, wasn't awful enough yeah. for the Red V. I look four, at Stephen's green. Four words for you, I am the storm. <laughs> <laughs> and we will come Isn't it we re- are? Re- Isn't yes, it we, it is, are we are the storm? Yeah. But you said I. So anyway, we are the <laughs> Psalm 29 was I am the thunder, then they changed it to yes. I am the we are the storm. I don't know. Whatever, we're coming to get you, okay? <laughs> now, <laughs> I believe it, 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 it has, that, has Cogra still got a sizzler? Uh, I didn't see it. I drove yeah. past it today and didn't know, so I was looking at the Taj Mahal and saluting. Didn't see the sizzler. I think the sizzler shut down. That's because you guys have come to town. They've, they've shut down because sharks are in town. Don't want them. Don't want their business. No. Don't want their coins. Stay over Tom Ugly's. And no bottle shop in the in the no no grog in the car park no, either. None of that. No, um, I believe you've got. I think a song. it's called Postcode Pride. I think we call it in Cronulla, Stephen. Postcode Pride. Okay. Yes, what well, do you got for us, Dennis? Look, this is, there's talk about We Are The Storm and, and QAnon and all this sort of stuff. And I had a look through my, my catalogue and I have the actual words for the Melbourne Storm theme song. This, the is, this, is, their, this is the original version. Now, they have changed a little bit to make it a little bit more politically this correct. This is like the time he can go down that was banned. This is it. Yes. This is exactly mm-hmm. like the lost, that. The lost version. That, this is the lost version. Okay. We hit them hard. We hold them down. When this storm hits, we'll blow the others out of town. We'll show them tough. We'll show them speed. The wind will to win is all we need. We will succeed. We're gonna smash that damn cabal of left-wing democratic liberal pedophiles. We are the storm from Melbourne town. We'll blow the others off the ground. We are the storm and we're number one. I don't know if you noticed, hidden in there, 
a little line about the, about where it's come from. Yeah. And it's been staring us in the face all these years. Was there an Easter egg in there? There was. There was. There it is. The opening line. Are you trying to say that Cardinal Pell is connected to the storm? Well, absolutely. No, but he is connected to the Brisbane Broncos. We might discuss that after the break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're off for a break, are we? I think so. This is Fire Up the Quiet Australia. Brendan Cowell from Wellington. Sweet as, bro. Sweet as, bro. <laughs> Dennis Carnahan on the tunes there. Chris Gale, myself, Stephen Fritz. Back in a minute. Now it's time for the latest instalment of The Life and Times of Gus Gould. You ever have a mullet, Gus? Yeah. It was the fashion. Did you like it? See, back in Go the old the days, it was a mullet. And if you went to the school dance, you wore a floral shirt, high-waisted trousers, bell-bottom pants... High platform shoes. Flares. Yeah, flares with the high heels. Did you ever have an earring? No. No. There are rumours around you were seen wearing an earring. No. At one of the social occasions. No. (laughs) Could never afford an earring. And that was the latest instalment of The Life and Times of Gus Gould. Okay. Last week, uh, the resurgent St. George Illawarra Dragons defeated Brisbane Broncos. Now, everybody expected to be a bit of a walkover, which it wasn't. And full credit to Brisbane, my son is a Brisbane supporter, and he couldn't even talk to me that night. He rang me the next day and he said, you didn't deserve to win that game. I said, really? Hokey dokey. I, I don't know about that, but I have to say it was nice to see the Storm have a crack. And what about the... Storm, the uh, Brisbane. Mr. Cent- sorry, sorry. <laughs> you stormed out. I'm being programmed. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the Broncos have a crack, and um, yeah. didn't we all feel much better when we saw um, Mr. Toe himself, uh, Katoni Staggs, yeah. make that run through your boys? You, you did. You I feel- enjoyed that. Yeah, I don't know yeah, about yeah. you guys. And the, talk really of, the talk of origin selection. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Toe sucking does wonders nice for man. No, it's nice to see that Katoni is just as lethal with the trousers on as the trousers <laughs> off. Yes, yes. <laughs> is, isn't it unusual that, that the main review of that footage, which, of course, I wouldn't ever deign to have looked at, was that it was sensitive? <laughs> he was, he was, and, and even sensual. <laughs> he wanted, he wanted yeah. to paint himself as an attentive. And a caring, sharing sort of guy. That's right. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Not like that Jack DeBell in the well, conversation. Who didn't he care for with the palm? He didn't care for whoever that was. Was it Aiken? No, it was Aiken. Yeah, it was Aiken. And a clune. He Aiken. went for the little guys. He's smart, isn't he? You know? <laughs> that is the idea. That is the idea. Now their coach, of course. I mean, I don't even know where to start. The litany of issues that Brisbane are facing at the moment. They are in disarray. Paul Murphy, their second largest uh, private investor. I think he's their largest private shareholder. After News Corp. At 22%. Right, yeah. okay. News Corp is a public He didn't say he. He said it's like a cancer. If you don't cut it out, it'll destroy you. But he was really referring to Seabot. I thought that's the way they do it north of the Tweed. Like a cancer cut him out. Yeah. Like Mary. We never said that about Mary. <laughs> oh, not very Mary. No, just a good <laughs> bloke trying his hardest, but yeah, just but, not quite but, up to but it. Go. <laughs> <laughs> so Seabot, of course, is under immense pressure. It is D-Day tomorrow. Is that correct, Chris? You, you're, you got your well, the, break, on the pulse. I, what I love about the breaking news is it, it comes up on your phone, Seabot quits, and you go, great, we can definitively say he quits. And they go, Seabot will be announcing tomorrow that he quits. But apparently he's come to terms. Well, today's the day off. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I posted a picture on the Fire Up Facebook page yesterday with Seabold looking pensive going, shall I work from home tomorrow? Because he was due <laughs> to come out of the bubble and, and uh, assume the reins at Red Hill. And everyone said that's not a great idea. So basically, 
Um, he was owed about another $2.4 million on his contract in the next three years prior to ex- yep. exercising the option. So they've negotiated a price, Stephen. Uh, what is that figure? Well, the original offer was one. I'm hearing it's going to settle for about 1.5. So uh, this is... Just Bentley, brown paper bags. Yeah. But just, what's, the, what's, the, what's the average working wage at the moment? Weekly, annually? 60 to 80,000 60 to 80,000 yeah. 80, And the Prime Minister? Well, he's lucky to get in at about 300, right? Three or 400 max, mm. you know. And we're talking about walking away and doing nothing for the next whatever for 1.5 million. Well, he's done nothing for the last two years <laughs> and walked away with a similar money, so it's consistent. But it, what it says to me, it's... It, this Can I is, just pose... Yep. I was going to say, this is Falau-esque. Sorry. No, no, it's Falau-esque. The, 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 modern, the modern person in sport has to negotiate the best possible deal for themselves and then totally fail to perform yeah. and get paid out for doing nothing. Can you cite other examples of that, Chris? Yeah, Israel Falau. Israel Falau, yeah. It's a great example. Evil genius. Yeah, yeah. Brendan, you were saying. I just want to I just want to kind of... I don't know how this is going to sit, and I know it's controversial. We Uh-oh. are south of the border, so luckily it might be okay. But I just want to say, why can't Brisbane suck? Yes, exactly. And if you look at every other team and we're like, Sharks suck at the moment, oh, that's all right. Yeah, Geez, yeah. Titans are hopeless. Oh, that's, that's okay. all right. Oh, Penrith yeah. were crap. They shouldn't yeah. have been. Oh, it's fine. Yeah. For 30 years, the Broncos have been in the competition. They haven't been shit yet. Yeah. They're shit now. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. The New York Yankees, the Chicago Bulls, yeah. Muhammad Ali, Torville and Dean. Yeah. They yeah. were all good and then they were all just heaps shit for that's a while. Right. That's oh. right. Why yeah. can't the Broncos be shit? Why can't they bottom out? Just bottom they've, out. They've had a pretty be good embarrassing, be humiliating. I don't care if there's fifty-two million a year going into the club. Beers for the boys, whatever, Kevy, Alfie, all the crap. I don't care. <laughs> and this is not a shark talking. Yeah. It's just a rugby league guy that loves a good narrative. The narrative is now the Broncos are bottoming out. Fantastic. Have eight shit years of Broncos and then suddenly, suddenly they start building Katoni Staggs' nephew like and Jack Bird's days. son. And buddy, here they come and they win and, again. And, and that's great. All Storytelling. The, all in the end, it's a fairness. You're saying, yeah, we all get shit times, but they haven't had it. They get the Friday night. They get the whole of the city. They get the biggest sponsors. They got the most money. And they deserve to have been, they've manipulated to be so successful. So let's have a little a rough patch right now. When were Torval and Dean shit? I was going to say. <laughs> when were Torval and Dean? They, they, five years. Torval and Dean went out on top. I don't Torval want to hear a word. We're not shit. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> I mean, they dominated in Sarajevo, yeah, and yeah. it was a terrific story. <laughs> But, but, but Bolero, we, what a great piece of music Bolero there, was. <laughs> Draw the I line. Think she missed, I think she missed a spin. I think she missed one spin in China. One but, spin. And, and, uh, <laughs> but, but you're right, though. I mean, certainly all of us here have, have you know, had the, well, I'm not out of the tough times for years, but, but there is something very alluring out of it. But the, but the question then begs itself, does an Iken Walters slash green ticket Generate instant success. What 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 is it about Icon that's going to turn this ship around? Yeah, what's his track record? Well, like? they'd have to be. They, they would then go on to be the Fox Sports Broncos. That's they right. Not? <laughs> the three same, same ownership, same we, boss. Yeah. Well, Kenny. and all the training sessions would be live. Um, brought to you by Paul Kent and James Hooper and and Lara Pitt would be the fitness coordinator. 
than Ada, I imagine. And it must um, be the media liaison, you know. And, and it would all be broadcast twenty four hours live yeah. on Fox with yeah. a with a voiceover by Maddie Nable. Can you imagine each week when they announce the team on Tuesday? Like you know, every team has a video. Nables will go on for six or seven minutes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> now listen, uh, Brendan, you're over in Wellington. I think you've done a great job in Unhinged. I think it's fantastic. Reviews are fine. Thanks, man. Well, yeah, I'm just up on me farm and, you know. Happy on me farm. Working on me fire trails. <laughs> uh, no, thank you very much. Um, I, I auditioned. Yeah. I'm still waiting. When is, when is that, you know, buddy film coming out? You and you and Russell. Um, I've only I've only met um, Russell once and that's when I was, I was actually doing a sketch for the footy show back in the day when the footy show was, you know, yeah, the, I think. the pinnacle of Australian television <laughs> uh, where I was trying, I was trying to get into Russell Crowe's box by pretending I was Russell Crowe. Um, and they, and they shot it, um, they shot it for real with the hidden cameras. <laughs> And there's me, and then the bloke, what the were security you guard on the box, didn't believe me, so I went and got the gladiators thing and put it on my head, and I was like, "Come on, man, okay. well, Russell, let me in. This is my club. I paid for it with Fos. I, I pay for um, I pay for a lot to see Russell Crowe's kid go to you. Get out of my face, Dad. <laughs> um, I'm just, you know, yeah. just go, Russ, because I, I actually look skinny at the moment. Yeah, or, right. um, if I am Russell Crowe, and I'm happy about that. Russ is morphing into Jack Thompson. Jack first Thompson, of all. no yeah, question about yeah, that. I think he's playing him, him in his. Well, they celebrating his 80th. Jack Thompson's yeah, 80th. Yep, coming yep. Up. Jack was on the sound and this weekend. He's a cameo he, as Jack. He's everywhere. But I, I'm, I'm, oh, geez, you've got it. You've got to think Russell could play Seabold. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't he? Couldn't you? Get the could he get the voice? He no, could get the voice. Oh, the voice is no problem. Or get Darren Lockyer to dub. In the voice, yes, of course, because he does yes. a great C-bolt. Yeah, yeah. That's genius. Yeah, yeah. Get that in. And wow. And I might be, I might be unfair here. I haven't seen Unhinged, but it's just a remake of Jewel, right? Which then became Jaws. Yes, but you know, in this in this climate, to pick on a young woman with a child, it's just a masterstroke. Are you saying that's a misstep, Stephen? <laughs> I think it's such a misstep. People are loving it for some <laughs> weird reason. They say it's the, it's the film you shouldn't like, but you actually enjoy. <laughs> I don't know who says that. Oh. You were on the Footy Show, weren't you, Dennis? I had it. Oh, I was boned off the footy show. Yes, boned. Sorry. <laughs> I was boned. <laughs> Those were that was the terminology. Then wasn't it? That was it. Now, tell us about yeah, his I, film. I actually um, I interviewed Ronda Rousey. Wow. Uh, on the footy show, which I reckon was probably a career highlight. Were you starstruck? She went downhill after my interview. So that was when she, she was played. out here and she got beat for the first time, right? She got beat for the first time, and I think I was the last interview she had. Oh, she, had she ended up in the WWE and terrific career, so but no problem. You, were you starstruck? I would have been. I think she oh, was. I that was. was a problem. Well, I said to her, I said, Rhonda, with dating, like when you're <laughs> dating a guy, are you ever in the kitchen and, you know, it's your turn to do the washing? And he's like, you got to do the washing, Rhonda, and you turn around and you just go, no, it's not. <laughs> you know, like, because, you know, that you could ground. just do some all work with the bloke in a second. And I think that's what, I think that, that turned, well, that's, I don't know. That's what that. the date does do to get the floor work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about this film, Avatar 2. Is that officially what it's called? The Year of the Shark? Yeah, it's called Avatar 2, um, Year of the Shark, directed by Paul Gallen. Yes. And, um, <laughs> Now it's um, produced look, by I've AT? been shooting it for I've been shooting for fifteen months um, yeah. with a bit of a COVID break, 
Um, so just, I was very surprised. I was in London and I was very surprised that they were back up and at it. So we're just down here burrowing away, hoping no one stops us really. Yeah. It's very, Are you wearing I'm any sort of, uh, what do you call it? You know, not, Motion capture? Yeah, animation sort of suit of any kind. No, he's not prepared to comment. Do. Yeah, well, yeah, that's a nod, I think. I'm, I'm doing sort of... a bit of a Craig Bellamy here. I'm just getting high <laughs> off. <laughs> can, we, can we call you the Andy Circus of Australia or is that, is that a yeah. step too far? Oh, I, I, I've never really known who Andy Circus is. Did he bowl for Australia? Oh, that's... that was Andy Bickle. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, right. <laughs> he carried the drinks, I think, more than bowl. It was bowl. Dobby, right? Dobby. Dobby. Oh, well. He, didn't he do Dobby? My, my favourite Andy Circus moment is when he did Ian Drury. Wasn't that great a movie, yeah. but still. Now, gentlemen, um, I just want to uh, spike your attention to a matter that came up earlier in the year, speaking of COVID. Um, I'm going to cough. That when Rugby League um, stopped being played, I think you might remember um, being incredibly depressed and f- afraid that you wouldn't get to watch the greatest game of all this year. Do you guys remember that feeling? I, I wasn't that upset because we were 50% at that particular stage of the season, one on one. So I always thought it, would, right. thought it was okay. Were you ninth? Yeah, well, we're, I think we're eighth, actually. And, and, and at the time, we thought we're just going to have to watch League Live every night mm. with Bonnie and Bray talking about nothing <laughs> forever. <laughs> um, and, and Paul Kent uh, went on the NRL uh, League Live and he said, We need rugby league because. It's been statistically proven that rugby league cures depression ah. <laughs> um, and that if people watch rugby league, they're no longer depressed and that it improves uh, people's mental health. Yeah. And I didn't know that he had a history um, in neuroscience and as a therapist and a counsellor and, no. <laughs> and that he had the stats, but apparently rugby league has cured uh, depression. And I've been talking to the clubs this week um, about the antidepressants, about the medications that all the different clubs are on, uh, because now that rugby league's been played, no one is depressed. People are kind of feeling different things. But, guys, if you like, I can um, just go through the post-depression here and let you know what medications that different clubs are on. Great. Oh, fantastic. Let's do it. I'd say so. Okay, so in the uh, the Panthers, they're on the Mitsubishis because they're fun, they're bogan, and they're up and dancing. Yeah, and they love uh, pink. They love pink. The, the pink Panther the party bus. The Bulldogs, they can't afford any drugs, so they're just walking the black bulldog. Yes. Uh, the Red V, they just finished a seven-year course of a very depressing drug. Mad dog morphine, but they're <laughs> off it now. They look off um, it. The Warriors are willing to take any pill from anyone, wherever, whenever. <laughs> uh, the eels are supplied by Andrew Johns, say no more. Uh, the sharks. Is this the sharks the, were on a bit of everything. Train, I believe. Um, the sharks were on a lot of heavy stuff, but apparently Bronson Cherry has done away with most of that. Mm. Um, Madge McGuire has given all the players in the Tigers lineup an orange pill, hoping they'll harden up. Uh, <laughs> Ricky said, "Well, I've been given my team a green pill because they and they have hardened up." Um, the Storm are waiting to see if um, Cameron will sign a script. They're <laughs> uh, antidepressants, um, and and the Broncos, 
Um, they're on ketamine, uh, which basically <laughs> results in It's a horse tranquilizer, no isn't it? Yes. No effort, yeah. no chat. No. <laughs> and you, no one talks. No. And you're just, just very quiet and, and you're very low energy. Um, it's called the K-hole and it's in Brisbane <laughs> at the moment. Um, the roosters have been a little psychologically scatty, but they're about to get some great cocaine from Canada. <laughs> um, they should be very peppy very soon. Uh, there are, the Titans are about to get some heavy meds, but they're still being delivered from Brisbane. <laughs> Uh, the nights are on lithium. It's good stuff, but it can make you a bit boring. Yes. Uh, the Souths, Souths have been taking Wayne's happy pills whilst Wayne's been away in quarantine for illegal use of carbonara. <laughs> Manly are on the Nurofen just to numb the pain. And the Cowboys, they're just plain depressed. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. How good is that? Back in a second, Quiet Australia with uh, Chris Dennis and Brendan, myself, Stephen. Stay with us. Back for the quick tap and go. Seven tackles up their sleeve. Fogarty, he might go the length. Chased oh. by Big Papali, who comes up with an even bigger play. There's your tackle of the week, boys, right there. An ankle tap on the runaway half. How did Josh Papali do that? The... Wow. Wow. <laughs> Did you see Zoons. that tackle the other day? Uh, look, a I know steam the... train. <laughs> now, Josh Papali, he's not what you want to attract you, man, is he? He's sort, oh, of, we'll he's sort, of, he's sort of slug shaped with a, oh, not even a good mullet, but a bit, a bit of hair well, at the back and a bit of fuzz well, at the top. He has got a mullet at the moment. I think to... if you ask most women south of Queanbeyan if they prefer a night with you or a night with JP, <laughs> what do you I might know? be astounded by the oh, stats. <laughs> the original Big Papa. Personal observation. And let's not forget. <laughs> Forget um, in when he was doing his, I guess what became the plotline of Unhinged, his road rage incident. Papali was uh, found to have thrown a one kilogram uh, tub of moisturiser. Yeah. So he's got beautiful skin. He has absolutely beautiful skin. You may remember the film <laughs> Garp, where Garp got the shits at that, that hillbilly truck driver driving around the neighbourhood like a lunatic and was threatening the kids. The ever, world, ever see Garp? The, the world according to Garp. Garp. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. And mm. one day he went right. I'm off after him, you know. And off he went. You know, is this what we're talking about? No. Well, I think Jamal Fogarty, he's going to go down in history as the man that Papali caught. And what position yeah, does he he's, play? He's the zippy Yeah, you'd just halfback. hand your jumper in, wouldn't you? You'd hand yeah. your jumper in and walk away. Yeah, this is, this is not for me. This is yeah. clearly not for me. Sorry, yeah. sorry everyone. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I apologise to my mum, my dad, my sister, my cousins, <laughs> my, my girlfriend. Team, yeah, my sponsor. I'm going to play for the Suns. So he heard this noise coming behind him and it was Big Josh, right? It was Big Josh Papali. And we big didn't Papa, know. 120 kilograms. And what of... speed did he reached 31.7 kilometers per hour what's the hour. record the record well for a prop forward his, his personal record was 28.2 28.2 so he's he's topped it considerably it was, it was just desire it was just yeah, will yeah, to yeah. win it was is just it, is it really is it really because look I'm no uh, statistician or as Ben Cummins was asked when questioned about whether no. it was a crusher <laughs> tackle he said I'm no doctor yeah. um, but that's an amazing <laughs> improvement Dennis I mean it is it's a it, lot well and it's, it's just will and desire it is was it? desire it was mm. it was arousal. <laughs> what, what were those green Tommy... pills that Ricky was supplying, Brendan? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, they're also the the young man stepped a little to the right just as Papali made his made his lunge. And didn't Papali he? made so it was almost like set um, up. some kind of romantic notion of the ET movie where it just 
it couldn't have happened on another day because yeah. the parley got the midair yeah. and then he changed direction and just tapped him and it was one of those beautiful moments in, in rugby it, league. Brendan, is it a scent thing? You know, when the bunny goes by and the dogs just were off and, they, and I think the bunny's scented so the dogs just get into that sort of feral, primal state. They just chase and it just sort of I don't those... know. I don't know if mentioning dogs and the Canberra Raiders off-season is the greatest long, idea. Long, long time ago. Since the Monaghan's played down <laughs> do, there. So let's just but also his timing wonder. to get that ankle tap. And everybody, every kid loves an ankle tap. Probably their favourite thing, right? I had a peanut butter sandwich the other day. Had a peanut butter but, but this is, we, we talk about this a lot. The physics is the human holding the ball is at a disadvantage to the human pursuing the human holding the ball. We still right? haven't had – I still want to do yeah. that. Take, What's the win take factor? Steve, no. I want to take Stephen to an oval That's and right. climb him over 20 yeah, metres yeah, yeah. with the ball and without – because he's the pace man. Yeah, have you yeah, heard yeah. this, Brendan, that Stephen claims that when, in his rugby league days, which we all remember with great fondness, um, we also remember the um, – gosh, I guess it was the uh, Gorton administration. But um, – <laughs> That Stephen claims that he is faster with the ball yeah, yeah. than without the ball. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll put it to practice. Yeah, but Stephen, I don't know if you've seen Stephen's balls. <laughs> he's, got, he's, he's got a couple of Libra furs on the side with the wings. It's like one of those little things shooting off the back with a red V on it. Yes. So the ball... Actually, is aeronautic. Yes, yes. There's got to be some. They're on public display somewhere. Ben, ben, looking for them. Ben Lexon actually based the wing keel (laughs) on your genital area. Can I just also bring (laughs) up a topic here? It's called the K. K. Cotty. K. Cotty was involved. Elon Musk was involved. (laughs) It's a fascinating piece of science. Well, I went to the Western Australian Museum to to see that wing keel just to get a a little bit more information for speed. Were you Were you moved when Bondi did the like Let's lift it up? Was that a good moment oh, in your life. That was beautiful. No, I no, love we that. Went, we went the day Can that... I say one thing? Wasn't Josh Papali robbed in Manchester at an ATM? How does that happen? <laughs> the big fella can't catch him. It was well, a numbers game. 31.7K. You'd think you'd get him. Can, can I just put another thing forward that I believe there are sports lovers and there are people who just don't care about sport at all. And the reason is that they don't care for competition and or... Uh, the notion of winning or losing. And I said, doesn't every kid love to go in the running race and win or at least compete? This person said, no, had no interest in winning or running in a race. I just, watching people run is essentially... You want to chase them down. Primal stuff. You want to chase them down. And I want to watch a great runner win, you know. Well, Josh, you want to see Josh Papali. You want to see the 120-kilogram find that extra three Ks and drag him down. Because... There is, there is one school of thought, though, that if you're running along, if I'm running with a ball yeah. and I know that 120 kilograms of Josh Papali is if... behind me, I'm going to find an extra yard of pace well, you might freeze somewhere. Me. Not if you're Jared Fogarty. <sighs> yeah. Well, um, that's enough of that one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. What, can, I, can I bring up a, an issue again that occurred out of the, the Parramatta Storms game, which seemed to be replete with incident? Uh, Nakore went in for uh, uh, what ended up being, let's face it, a high shot on Brandon Smith and cracked the poor kid's jaw. Yes, Brandon Smith. So the block of cheese is out for four Why weeks. Why the block of cheese? Shape. He is a funny shape. He's yeah. not classic rugby league, is he? No. Isaac Luke-ish. Bit round. Papali-ish. He's a bit... He's like Cameron Smith. He's a bit more slug-shaped. Um, no, did Cameron Smith name him? Well, Brandon. Yeah, I mean, isn't it interesting? <laughs> that... I feel like I feel like Brandon Smith was starting to get a little bit of attention, yes, a little yeah. bit of dance around him, a little bit of money around him, a little bit of we won't miss Cameron Smith. We got Brandon Smith, and then Cameron went, "Oh, the block of cheese." Yeah, exactly. Oh, you know what I mean? He just gave him. Much at all. He just made yeah. him stink a bit. Yeah. Yeah. He just made him stink a bit. Yeah. 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 He just wrestled him down with the One nickname shot. and kept himself. 
That's right. Don't don't tell me that Cameron Smith wasn't behind the Momoroski Harry Grant swap just to get Grant off the radar. Exactly. He's hurt Brandon's brand and and Harry's. But anyway, the the word is he's out for four weeks and the media has reported that the Melbourne Storms are now without their spirit animal. Spirit animal? Yeah. You mean mean like... The dragon, right? The spirit so, animal. What, what do we see? The tiger. What do we see? Brandon as the shark. A block of cheese? No, no. Right. So you're saying an animal? So it's not a cow. A cow produces cheese. Um, the, well, it produces milk that becomes. I've heard wombat. 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 That that was his nickname. Obviously, it, it leans on the great Graham yeah, Eady. Yeah, yeah. But do they have, do they have a ceremony? Well, I don't know. I mean, it yeah, seems like the team go bow down to the wombat. Right, yeah. and, you know, a totem. And, They've got a yeah, pole with a totem. Burn a dead with a, wombat, you know, eat it for dinner. It is, it is a mystery that Fatso, the fat-ass wombat, was yes. stolen from Olympic Park. Yes. It was atop a pole. Off the plinth. And it's been stolen from is the plinth. Is that right? Perhaps. And now we hear that Jack Gibson's fur coat's been stolen and lost forever. <gasps> Have you heard this story, Brendan? I haven't, but it hurts me already. Yeah. yeah. So I was going to say the um, maybe Megan the Stallion is the Broncos' yeah. spirit animal. Well, it's a but... showstopper, yeah. and and apparently he didn't wear anything underneath. Oh, the coat yeah. <laughs> under the coat. He was naked. Oh, didn't he? Sorry, no. I just I just got a vision of a new film. Jack Gibson, no one who's a showstopper. I got a vision of a new film clip with Cardi B, Megan the Stallion, and Jack Gibson exactly, yeah. in you, the kangaroo yeah, coat, you, naked underneath. You've seen that uh, black exploitation film, The Mac, where you got to have the great big purple hat with a feather. Yeah, and right, right. The platforms and the ermine and fur or whatever you know, minks and style, etc. That's Jack, so, pimp. So if we remember Harvey Howard, do we remember English test prop Harvey Howard? No. No one? <laughs> no. No. Played for the Magpies in 99, and there's an article in the Murdoch Press today that the Brisbane Broncos are like 13 to 1 against the Roosters this Friday. Um, they're not as worse odds as the 99 Magpies were. Well, Harvey Howard played in that team, right? But, but he formed this bond with Jack Gibson, and Gibson gave him as a parting gift when Hardy, uh, Harvey was packing up his uh, things and returning to London... He gave him the kangaroo coat. Wow. So what, what Harvey did was he stored the kangaroo coat in his Mitsubishi Pajero, which went off. into the mm. container on the ship to head back to London, right? And when they opened up the container, no Pajero and no coat, and the authorities were able to recover the Pajero but never the coat, which begs the reason, one, how did they get in the container and were they in the container to steal the coat? Well, my question is, like, we've found a couple of things. Fatso, the fat-ass wombat. The wombat is the spirit animal of the Melbourne storm. Yep. The kangaroo fur coat. I reckon in Melbourne there's a, there's a lock-up somewhere that has all these things. You recall a few years ago a premiership ring was found in Darwin Harbour. That's right. That's right. I wonder if the Melbourne Storms, you know, they, they were supposed to have their premiership rings confiscated. I wonder if they're all in the lockup. And that was the same premiership ring that the South Sydney Rabbitoh had lost overboard in front of the Opera House, right? Yes. And somehow the... Trans-Pacific current has the picked current. it up and deposited it. It's, it's very murky. It's very murky. Smith all over this. Did you, did, were you fond of Gibson with his time at the Sharkies? I mean, they did it too, he's had. Oh, yeah, we love Jack. He was a great presence. I was only young. I was just starting to play for De La Salle Caringbar. Right. Um, in like the under sixes um, when he was coach and that was when Gavin Miller and David Hatch and all oh. those kind of, you know... Speechly, all those kind of guys were playing for Cronulla. So he he kind of left as I started playing. I think I think it probably had something to do with him seeing me in the under sixes. I, I don't know. Do you but feel I'm you're part of the system? Like you, you, as a six year old, you thought I'm in the shark system. I'm going somewhere. Feeder. Yeah. Um, so it was all kind of around that. But yeah, he he was incredible presence, incredible coach, and we wouldn't, you know, the grand final. 
wouldn't have been the same when Paul ripped off that quote about Harold Holt. You know, it wouldn't have been the same one-two for Gal because I don't know what Gal would have said if he didn't have that. What would Gal have said? <laughs> I mean, Kenny was talking about Jack Gibson earlier this year, I think, in you know, one of those endless, you know, nostalgic reflections on Para v Manly, and he credited Jack Gibson for saying the immortal words after one in 1981, King Kong, the witch's <laughs> King Kong. <laughs> That's pretty good. He also said about Andrew Eddinghausen, he said the guy's so fast he can turn the light switch off and be in bed before it's dark. <laughs> Which is, is true. that faster than Josh Papali? Which was stolen off Muhammad Ali, I think. There should be a race between Papa and ET. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, now, get the kiddies in. Now that we're on here, we mentioned oh, Muhammad geez, it'd be Ali. great to bring those races back. Wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. I love it. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, not just... There should be there should be a players race at halftime yeah. in the grand final. Mas- race. Mascots race, veterans race, yeah, and officials. Great. Oh, like, match officials. Can you, I mean, because coaches. We what had, about players? What about players who've done their ACL in the year? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What about <laughs> that'd be, that'd be know, th- players like get Trevojevic, Blake yeah. Green. Yeah. Jack Bird, anyone who's had a season-ending injury, yeah. just 20 metres. Let's, let's be, inclusive, be inclusive, Brendan. Yeah, wheelchair rugby league. Or, or, wheelchair damage, rugby league's handicap. a big deal around yeah. the state. You get your wheelchair races. Exactly. Or a three-legged race between the injured party and their surgeon. Yeah, I <laughs> like that. Or off-field injuries, anyone with an off-field scandal. Yes. Wags um, would be good too. Wags, yeah. really. Wags. Wags. Yeah, in heels. <laughs> Fantastic. Chasing the canapes. You get Kurt Fernley to come in and, and adjudicate the race, give him yeah. a talk beforehand. It'd be fantastic. Can, can I ask, Brendan, you, you made reference to the beauty of the six-again rule, which is the bane of my existence. Are you happy with Volandi's tinkering of the rules mid-season like he did? Oh, look, I lo- I, I've loved everything the landscape has done since he's arrived. Um, I love his story. I love that it comes from a place of bullying yeah. and that he owes something to the rugby league. Yes. Um, the and, you the know, I think the six again, I think the six again is fantastic. I think it can get a little bit free and easy. Yes. Mm. Um, and, and I would like just a little thing to come up on the screen and maybe it could be said in Peter Volandes's voice. It just comes up on the screen to explain why it was six again. Yes. Because I never know. No, it's a mystery, isn't it? Could it? Be like, oh, it, it could be like, he could you know, Volanders could just go, Kyle and Pong have trod on his foot and then, <laughs> you know, and that would be enough. You could have, you could have oh. him on a green screen just in the bottom corner, super over the top, yeah. Volandis saying. Just explain them all. Pong has trod on his foot. Uh, and also, what, maybe, maybe not six again, for all of them, maybe two more or four more. Or <laughs> I think that would be uh, much be, better. At the referee's discretion. And this is all the, refer- the referee's discretion. Yeah, that one's a four. And that one's a five. This is a six. And you know what? I, I actually reckon. I actually reckon what was happening to the game was. And I genuinely mean this. What was happening to the game was really bad. Where I used to count the, the Melbourne Storm tackles would go for somewhere between eight seconds and 12 minutes, right? Yeah, yes, and this, And I actually reckon that what this six again has done has made the players go, all right, we'll stop doing that. So it's almost like you could go back to the old rules now and they might just and have yet, a bit of six again about them. And yet, Brendan, there are ways and means still and that, that uh, canny bastard that recites the Mount Kilimanjaro speech. Robbo. Robbo. 
they do this thing now where it's like it's minimum four tackle four men in a tackle. So one goes down a second, the third one wraps his health around, and the last one just plops on top. Occasionally, you get a fifth and puts his hand on just to make sure. And then, of course, the peel off takes time. There are some really manipulative bastards out there. This is almost Gallows. like this is almost like Cameron Smith's right. final legacy. We are, the, the, storm. We are <laughs> the storm. But that Stephen would, if I, if we would be recording on a Friday after a storm game on the Thursday night, you just come in, your nerves are jangling. He's Living. so, oh, he's so furious because he hasn't watched the game. He's simply watched the Melbourne wrestle, right? Yeah, yeah. And ah. it, it's kind of Smith's parting shot is yeah. that I'm it's so awful. above the game. I have changed the rules fundamentally. He's changed and, me. And for me, and Malcolm Knox can't see that. No, he can't <laughs> see that. And 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 that that oven bell. Like to me, it's a Pavlovian response now. Like I, I want to hit someone when I maybe hit Maybe it's that just when you play it. Maybe the six again rules should just be enforced when you're playing the storm. storm exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, I think that <laughs> the, and the audience and it's is the storm six. It's the storm, and you don't actually call six again. You just call storm. Right. Smith, <laughs> cameras. And under Stormzy, your storming. And under your proposal, Smith and Bellamy are coaching against the storm. It's, yep. it's Fantastic. whatever team they're allocated That's to. That's very meta. How good That's is very that? Meta. How good is that? But the oven uh, bell, people are loving the oven bell. The, the crowds, if, the, if their they? team hasn't got, like the other day there was a Rabbitohs Manly. Manly got three six against before the Rabbitohs got one. Despite the fact they're 38 nil up and obviously the Rabbitohs, <laughs> they're unhappy about that. They need you more than that. They're going to boo. But when they were booing. They were yeah, booing the six boo. again. And it's like it gives them something, there's something extra yeah. for them to hate to and hate. love. Yeah, yeah. And when it comes their way, the and ironic Chris, Bronx you... cheer, yay! Some, some Do you fans. blame the six again rule for the injury injury mashup? All of that, all of that, the blowouts, all everything. Because can I say rugby league is a momentum game, and it just seems to me what it's 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 basically described the class system that exists in rugby league between the overs and the unders. It's emphasised the difference right. between the rich and the poor. So the talent wins out. Here he is, the, bringing class the, into the, it again. The, the old wrestle enabled the less talented clubs can I just, to hang into the contest. Can I just put and the, enable the storm to win. Can I counter that with it's one Brexit. thing? Brexit. Is that what you're saying? Oh. It's Brexit. Oh, and, 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 and exactly. And has it changed it? Uh, you know, Penrith, yes, maybe, you know, a little blip on the screen, but there's every chance there'll be another Roosters storm grab. Oh, Chris, oh Chris, God, don't say Two it. of the leading teams are the only two teams with over 11 players injured as of, like, the last week. I don't know what they are now, 12 or 13, 10. So something's going wrong for them. But they're still it's, at the top of the table. Still this year, right, thus yeah. far, with, since the six again started, Ball in play, so actual players running with the ball, not yeah. on the ground, not yeah. waiting for penalties, not sitting around, yeah. not Cameron Smith lying in the ruck for 15 yeah. minutes, as we've been talked about before. Call the referee. It's actually, on average, it's more than five minutes longer per game. Is that right? So Sorry, that's not just ball in play. That's ball in play and runners going over 20 Ks. There's more action. So runners, there is a lot more activity. Yeah. The longest game last year, the longest ball in play is still three minutes shorter than the shortest game this year. Ah. And so game, there is more ball in play. The, They're up to 10. Mr. There's Entertainment, one. right? Well, the, that gave the, the Roosters. is 17. Yeah, the thank you. That gave the Roosters the chance to beat us by 22 instead of 16. Fantastic. Exactly. Hollywood. There was, la, 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 the difference between last year's shortest game and this year's longest is 17 minutes right. of ball in play at pace. Yeah. There is a lot more football. There's a lot more potential for injuries, a lot more potential for the, the Roosters to score against the Tigers. And then in the end, your team takes a, a pass and drops the ball, Cole, and you go, who am I going to blame for that? That's it. So, Jason so, Bulgarelli. You're going to blame so, Jason Bulgarelli. So I have a Sorry, feeling Bulgs. that we should draw a line under this. Yes. So, but, but, Brendan, we can't leave you without asking. Um, Sharks make the GF. It's in October, <laughs> November, December. Yeah. You, you've got a couple of key scenes to film. How do you resolve that? Because you missed the last one. Well, 
uh, uh, yeah, but the, the thing was, the Sharks, I don't know if you might remember the 2016 season. The word 16 was a key part of that season because we won 16 in a row um, <laughs> before we won the comp um, and beat the Melbourne Storm yes. uh, in the grand final. Um, I can't even remember what the question was, but, geez, I enjoyed that. <laughs> no problem. That's a good answer. <laughs> Rightio. Uh, now, do you want to mention, is there anything else, Dodger? That there was an incident, James Maloney repeat. Well, James Maloney a repeat. A shoe was taken off and thrown into the, uh, the it's, audience. It's the, NRL, the NRL finally, after seven years, has gone true to its word. In 2013, James Maloney threw the shoes of Blake Ferguson. And who was the Titans player? Um, there's a Titans player he threw his shoe as well. Kevin right. Gordon threw Kevin Gordon's shoe. Prince. So the NRL came out. <laughs> Jared Fogarty. The NRL came out and said <laughs> the tactic will not be tolerated for crowd and player safety reasons. And Roosters coach Trent Robinson confirmed he will speak to his five eighth about it. Now that was 2013. So they've said we're outlawing it. We're stopping it. The following year he threw two more shoes. Nothing happened. Not a thing. This whole edict yeah, went out. Dennis, I got two 20... words for you. COVID nineteen. Uncharted waters. Twenty seventeen. Do you recall Ben Ben Hunt throwing the shoe in Origin? I do. Maloney did, and again I they come it. out and said they're going to punish it. it. This weekend, the cheeky little buggers. Finally, Jack Murchie threw a shoe and got penalised. Yeah. It's taken seven years for the NRL well, to we? say we're going to penalise this, and the blight yeah. that is shoe throwing. Progress was made. Finally, after seven years, Peter <laughs> hey, Valandis. Are you crediting Valandis for this? Absolutely. Yeah. Everything. Absolutely. Thank you, Brendan. Good luck but with you that. Know what, Dennis? If he grabbed that shoe and he filled it with beer and he drank from it, it'd be 2016. It'd be 2016 all over again. <laughs> see you, Brendan. Thanks for your march. Enjoy your uh, your filmmaking. We hope to see it. Right, next year? Uh, I think it's December 22 now, which will be, um, yeah. so the Sharks will be looking for three in a row. Well, that'll be right. And that's when the grand final will be on. Um, yeah. Is that sort of so, Cameron's, yeah, Cameron's no, style? I'll be in there tomorrow with James Cameron, and when he calls action, I'm going to say, fire up. Fire up. Have you turned him under the Sharks yet? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's massive. He's massive yep. into into the Sharks. He was a Titans fan, yeah. and uh, the mighty Titans. All that underwater he's stuff. Sh- he's yeah. Sharks. Yeah. Okay. Loves the environment. All right, uh, that's it for us. Fire up. Back next week. See you later, Brendan, Chris, Dennis. Thank you, Bye. <laughs>